0: Alright, Hola, 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 y bienvenidos a Ayuda, I Failed Spanish. Este podcast es para todos ustedes que no pasaron su clase de español. Al mismo tiempo, este podcast debe ser divertido. Soy Jameson, su nuevo profesor virtual. Escuchen mientras yo enseño a Miguel, mi star estudiante. Recuerden, el enfoque de su español es utilizarlo para conversaciones. Me encanta la gramática, pero esa parte de español no es tan importante ahora. Miguel ha estudiado español varias veces durante sus años en el colegio y la universidad, pero ahora tiene ganas de utilizarlo en la vida cotidiana. Vámonos. Alright, hola Miguel, ¿cómo estás? Hola. Bien, ¿y tú, mi profesor? Muy bien, gracias. Pues, para empezar, tú tienes arte azteca, ¿sí? Sí. Okay, explícanos, explain it to us. What did you learn from, and remind us, what was the homework that you got?
1: Can I explain in English? Sí, por favor. Okay, so the homework that I received, I think it was twofold. So the first part was to find some sort of Aztec art um and dm it to i failed spanish on instagram and i did that and the art that i sent over to you was the result of a little bit of digging to be honest because um the first piece of art that caught my eye i think was is a piece of art that a lot of people go to so is the uh the aztec calendar which uh, the reason i wanted to pick that is because it was a beautiful blend of form and function like art and practicality yeah. it was a, it was actually a calendar that they used but then i was like you know what because there are a 1 million images on google of this i'm just going to try something different so it it's not necessarily any more or less well known but i did end up going with a piece of architecture um because i'm really into that right now so what i chose was the great pyramid um the name of the town or the city I don't, the Aztec city, I don't want to butcher, um, but it starts with a T and it looks really cool. And the reason that I picked this is because the pyramid in and of itself, like pyramids are, are, they're part, you know, some of the wonders of the, of the world. Um, There's still a mystery as to how they were built. And they're very impressive even by today's standards. And what I thought was cool about this Aztec pyramid, the great pyramid was that when this Aztec, when this particular city fell, um, I think it was during some some invasion, um, the invaders burned the they burned the, the pyramid from the inside out and the, the, the top of it toppled. And I think that that was the symbol of a fallen city for the Aztec people. So, um, you know, it was just a it's a really weird thing to see that s- still standing in much of its glory. But you can see that it was that it's it's fallen glory, I guess.
0: Yeah, so, okay, I'm also looking at the link that you had sent me. And are we talking about Teotihuacan? Yes. Love it. Is it, Love it, it is Aztec, right? I believe so. Yeah, there's uh, the Good. Pyramid of the Moon at Teotihuacan in central Mexico. And then I feel like there's the Great Period in the Aztec capital of Tenochtitlan, is how I have heard it pronounced, but I could also be totally, totally off.
1: Yeah, but that's exactly what I'm, that's exactly what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, they're incredible. uh, Gorgeous. Well, I'm excited for today because I had been listening and we are recording guys before this podcast has even come out, but we are so close. Uh, So I received the first few episodes and in our basic conversations, Michael, there was a pattern that I noticed that I wanted to focus on today and it is a very classic pattern And hopefully, after our lesson today, it will help as you continue to use Spanish. And for those of you guys listening, uh, maybe you'll pass a quiz or be able to use this more fluently. The topic is ser versus estar. Mm. Yeah. All right. So, what do you know both of those verbs to mean? Ser is to be. Yep. Um,
1: And estar is. It sounds very familiar, but for some reason in this context, I yeah. like I, I don't know. I don't know what a star is.
0: Well, beautiful thing is, a star is also to be. Whoa. So we have two verbs that mean the exact same thing. Now they are used in very different ways. But ser and estar both mean to be. If we were flying through those conjugations, and as you guys are listening, mental take notes. If you're sitting at your desk or working on this concept, feel free to take notes. We're making those verb charts, uh, getting those abs drawn on a piece of paper. and We're going to fill them in for ser, which is to be. Soy, eres, es, somos, sois, and son. Classic ser. It's the first verb a lot of people learn, and it is to be. Now, with a star, which also means to be, so we have ser and estar, to be, our conjugations are going to be estoy, estás, está, estamos, estáis, están. Great thing about the verb estar is it follows that standard AR verb pattern. So those endings are pretty much the exact same. Now, the one thing that you guys want to remember on that verb chart we're going to put an accent over the letter A in all four bottom conjugations. So estás, está, estáis, and están all get an accent over the letter A. Estoy and estamos, we're going to leave them alone. No accents, they're in the top two, but our bottom four are getting accents. So one more time, estoy, estás, está, estamos, estáis, están. Boom. Boom. See, si senor. All right, so now we could do that. You're totally good. But what is the difference I, between the two? The,
1: okay, so so I guess the reason that I didn't recognize it is because it was in the infinitive form. And I, I guess the only ways in which I've used it have been conjugated, like yep. knowingly or unknowingly, where I, I go through the conjugation chart or it's just a part of a phrase. So, I mean, it almost sounds like... Sare is to be, almost like future tense, and then a stoi is like are. How is it happening now? Or how is it to be now? Okay.
0: You, Yeah, I mean, you have, you are on a right track. Um, here's what I would explain as the difference between the two. A okay. lot of people love to say it's permanent versus temporary. And that's a good mindset to have, but there are exceptions. So Sare
2: hmm.
0: tends to be used in a more permanent sense like yo soy uh guapo i am attractive that is an inherent trait of mine that is not just like right now i am attractive yo
1: soy guapo well you could yeah there could be a lot of things that could happen
0: you know there could they won't but there could right 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 Uh, so you you
1: (laughs) use sarah i might use a star
0: you might yes now with a star with it being temporary that is going to be, we could use that with, yo estoy in Chattanooga. Right now, I'm located, cool. I am in Chattanooga. Yep. Am I always and forever in Chattanooga? No. Because yo soy de Chicago. I will always be from Chicago. I can't
1: change that. Mm, mm-hmm.
0: So, Got it. that's a really good way to, kind of just the most basic separation, permanent versus temporary, but I have a rhyme that I love. And if you are listening to this right now, and you've Ever taken Spanish one? You may have heard this uh, and sing it along with us in your car for how you feel and where you are.
2: Mm-hmm,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. We're going to fill that in with always use the verb estar. So, one more time for how you feel and where you are, always use the verb estar. Then, and I'm letting Michael have a few moments to jot this down. Thank you. The second half of that is going to be for our verb ser and we're going to use for who you are and from where, always use the verb ser. So for who you are and from where, always use the verb ser. Nice. All right. So Michael, can you give me that entire, the two parts together? Those listening in the car, enjoy this moment of, oh yeah, I forgot how much I love this rhyme.
1: You want me to repeat it? Yes, sir. For how you feel and where you are, always use the verb a star for who you are and from where you are. Uh, wait, <laughs> from who you are and wait, from who you are or from where.
0: Always use the verb "say" oh, Like an amen at the end.
1: Yeah, it was. <laughs> That's the only way I know how to wrap things up. I,
0: <laughs> I love it. Because
1: <laughs> soy de Chattanooga.
0: <laughs> soy de Chattanooga. Hey, if you guys are listening and you think you can do better than Michael in creating your own version of this song, uh, record it, send it to us. And if we get one that we really love, we may just throw it in as our yeah. new theme You can't plan
1: it. It has to be impromptu <laughs> like mine.
0: Exactly. All right, so that's our basic difference for how you feel and where you are. Always use the verb a star for who you are and from where, always use the mm-hmm. verb there. But when do we actually use them? And I love these two acronyms that I've gotten. I think even I had them as a student mm-hmm. and then uh, taught them to my students. The first one is for the verb ser. So for our verb ser, this acronym that I'm about to give you is going to have a whole bunch of uses for the verb ser. And the acronym we're going to use is doctor. As in the person that takes care of you or the person you have not gone to in years like me. But I need to. Wow. So we're going to go with doctor. And Michael, let me tell you what each use of SER in this acronym is going to be. Acronym. The D stands for description. So when I'm describing something like la casa es azul... I am describing externally what it looks like, or Julie es una muchacha, she is a girl, that is a description. The O stands for occupation. So for this one, we might say, yo soy profesor. Mm -hmm. yo soy abogado i am a lawyer now you'll note that when i talk about an occupation this is a little tiny detail you don't have to say yo soy un profesor. we just say yo soy profesor.
1: yo soy medica yo soy medico for me
0: there we go self-correction he is a doctor all right our c stands for characteristic and the way that i like to think about a characteristic is more of like an internal quality so, yo soy simpático. Hmm. Él es antipático. He is unkind, I am kind. Internal characteristics of something. Okay. The T is going to stand for time or the date. So, I do time slash date. But it could be like, es la una or son las dos y media. Or, hoy es el tres de mayo. Or today is actually el 31 de julio, 31st of July, baby. See, uh, the second O is going to stand for origin, and Michael, you know this if you're going to say where you're from, how would you tell me that?
1: Um, I would say, Soy de Chattanooga,
0: exactly. That's origin right there, and I would say, Yo soy de Chicago, and Oops. then finally, we're going to have the R stand for relationship. Does it have to be a romantic relationship? No, but you are describing the relationship of two things. So it could be nosotros somos amigos or yo soy el primo de mi prima Lenai. I
1: don't know what that one is.
0: That's our special that we Oh wait, a primo and a prima are cousins. Hm. Cousins. Cousins. ¿Tú tienes primos, Miguel? Um uh, second
1: cousins yeah mm,
0: i dig it yeah right yeah. so that's for our verb say or we have description occupation characteristic time date origin and relationship Great. now we're going to jump over to the acronym for the verb star remember more temporary for how we're feeling where we're located and that acronym is place p-l-a-c-e the p is going to stand for position The way I think of position is in relation to something else. So, I could say, Yo estoy al lado de mi perro, Oliver. I am next to my dog, Oliver. Or, estoy enfrente de mi computadora. I am in front of my computer. The L is going to stand for location. Location, I think of a little bit more... As estoy en casa. I am at home. Estoy en Chattanooga. Tú estás en Nueva York, in Manhattan.
1: No, are you in Manhattan? I'm not. I'm in Queens. He's in in Astoria.
0: In Astoria. All right, so that's our location. The A is going to stand for action. And that was a very Midwest A, action. So for an action, I might say, and we haven't really talked about this, but yo estoy... Hablando Espanol. I am speaking Spanish. Mm
2: -hmm. Yo
0: estoy comiendo huevos rancheros. I am eating huevos rancheros. Estamos practicando el Espanol. We are practicing Spanish. Mm -hmm. All right, that C is going to stand for a condition. And for a condition, this is getting into how we feel. Conditions are something that we might say like, yo estoy cansado, I am tired. Estamos aburridos, we are bored.
1: So it's like states of being. States of being,
0: yep. And then the E is going to stand for emotion. And that comes obviously straight from the heart. So estoy... Estoy triste. Feliz. Estoy feliz. Estoy super feliz. Hmm. Estoy emocionado. I am excited.
1: Estoy burri- burrito.
0: Estoy aburrido.
1: Aburrido.
0: Is a condition meaning I am bored.
1: I am not. I was just trying to add to the
0: list. No, I love it. It was great. All right. So that is your acronym for estar, place, P-L-A-C-E, position, location action, condition, and emotion. And that is Sarah versus a star. Michael, questions?
1: No, not right now. I'm sure that I will stumble upon them in application.
0: We love it. And remember, for how you feel and where you are, always use what? Uh, the verb star. And for who you are and from where, always use... The verb sad. There we go. All right, well, guys, it is time for our favorite part of the podcast. Yeah. De yeah. Modismos. We are changing it up this week, Michael. What? Yeah, we're adding something new. So the way that this works is those of you who have been listening with us, you know that this part of the podcast is where we try to trip Michael up with some... Spanish vocab and see if he can figure out what they mean. Unfortunately for us, Michael turned out to be either a phenomenal guesser or a very sneaky little cheater. <laughs> this week, though, Michael, I thought it might be nice to add in something <laughs> called a modismo. In English, we would call them an idiom. Okay. So the last one today is going to be a modismo. Guys, we're going to start throwing in modismos all the time. They help make your Spanish just sound a little bit less nerdy and a little more conversational. Mm hmm. All right, here we go. Uh the first one that we are going to do is es un sustantivo, that's a noun, and it is el pirámide.
1: Can you repeat that?
0: Yeah. El pirámide. Could you please spell that? Yeah. P E L A con acento M mm-hmm. I D E. The Pyramid. Oh, he is one for one right now. Yeah. Yes. What is this an example of, Michael? Do you remember what it's called?
1: Yes. This is the. This is an example of a cognate.
0: Yes, and a cognate is going to just be what?
1: It's a word. It's a. It's actually two words in two different languages that sound the same thing, and they sound similar and mean the same thing.
0: You're exactly right. All right. Yeah. So número dos. Uh, the verb is tinta
1: um t-i-n-t-a. Yep. tinta may i please have a hint
0: yes en un bolígrafo hay tinta para escribir
1: in a pen mm-hmm. i tinta to write it's a verb
0: it's a noun. It's oh. un subjetivo. Oh. Can you repeat? En un bol- yeah. En un bolígrafo, hay tinta para escribir. So, I'm going to say it's the tip or ink. No. Ooh. Did I
1: get it? Yes, Ink. You did. It is ink. What? I know. Way to go. That's crazy. I got there but because it sounded like tint, like uh-huh. like a tint of a color or like tone. And yeah. so, I just was like... You know, it's it might be that. So I just kind of threw it out there.
0: There we go. All right. Our third vocab word is a dose, oh, no,
1: baby. All
0: right, you're dose for dose. Entre. Oh, gosh.
1: <laughs> you have something in your throat?
0: No, I can't read it. My computer just went wacko. Oh. Hold this on. This is fun. I'm
1: crushing it.
0: Okay. Dos por dos. Computer. The verb is entretenerse
1: That's one word.
0: Entretenerse.
1: So, can I okay. Um A N A T um and then I don't know how to say Ere R. R, A, 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 mm-hmm. um S A Oh, S A.
0: Uh-huh. And then A Hmm. So entretenerse. E N T R E T E N E R S E. Entretenerse. And it's a noun. It's a verb. Oh. To oneself. Good. To oneself. That say at the end means to oneself.
1: And this is this the modismo? Nope. Dang it. Yeah. I'm gonna have to pass on this.
0: We love to hear it because it means Judy did her job well. (laughs) The word is to entertain oneself. Oh, what? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. I know. I'm glad. Well, yeah,
1: I'm I'm better at entertaining others. That's why I probably didn't recognize this. Of course,
0: course. and we get that. Uh, All right, your modismo this week, I'm going to give it to you in Spanish, and then I'm going to see if you can figure out literally you'll know what it means but if it what it actually means and for those of you guys listening you may know this modismo and let's see if you can remember what the difference is between the literal meaning and the modismo meaning okay the modismo is soy la leche soy la leche
1: like i am the cream <laughs> 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 i am the milk baby i think it means like you know You're the best. Like, I am the best. Like, I am crushing it. Soy la leche, baby. That's what I say when I'm on my monopetine. when I'm, you know. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll save it for the second half of the homework. You're so
0: freaking good at this game, and it's annoying. Yes. Thank you. Soy la leche literally means I am the milk. This (laughs) one is often used in Spain. And it can either mean that something's super cool or something's really bad. Ooh. The equivalent that we would have in English would be like, that's sick. So okay. that's sick can be like really good or it can mean that something is like, oh my gosh, that's sick. Right. Uh, in a negative way. Now, if you want to add uh, the word dude to the end, we can go with tío. So I could say, hey, Miguel, eres la leche, tío. And I would say, oh literally what we're saying is uh like you are the milk uncle but tio in spain can also just be dude
1: i would say no tu estas tu eres oh whoops you're uh, describing i wouldn't say that yeah, say, wouldn't no describe... tu eres professor
0: si si sí, si sí, sí. pero
1: gracias <laughs>
0: Yeah, we can say, este podcast es la leche, tío. Yes. Like this yeah. podcast is either super cool or really bad. <laughs> <laughs> we, if anything, are not lukewarm.
1: No, and if we were literal milk, we would be really
0: cold and crispy. Yes, we would, 2%. All right, let's turn it over
2: to Judy. Judy. Hola, hola, hola. Hola, ¿cómo estás? Uh, muy bien, muy bien. Gracias. Muy um, just to extend my section as much as possible, uh, ¿cómo se dice a joke in Espanol?
0: Yeah, a chiste or chiste. a broma. Una broma, broma. o un chiste. Other one. Una
2: broma. Uh, tengo una broma para ti. Oh, gracias. Mm. Miguel, ¿cuál es la fruta que más se ríe? ¿Cuál es la fruta que se
0: ríe más? Ooh, sé. Uh huh. Should I say it?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to know if Michael knows what I asked. <laughs> ¿Cuál es la fruta que más sería? And he Rie. actually
0: had serie before uh-huh. as one of his vocab games.
2: What is it in its infinitive form again? Reirse. Reirse. What's the fruit of the, of the, <laughs> of the laughter? <laughs> what what fruit laughs the most?
1: What fruit
0: laughs the most?
2: Mi profesor. Here we go. La
0: naranja.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, ah. Moving right into Sabes que. Ooh. Miguel, Sabes que this week is about food, which I know you love. So, um, again, this is a big topic. It's just a small little fun fact about a big, big topic. Mexican cuisine uh, has been influenced by its proximity to the U.S.-Mexican border. For example, the history behind burritos is a mystery. Ooh. Burritos were thought to have been invented for easier transportation of beans by wrapping them in tortillas for field labor. We are not really know. We don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, that, that sounded like it was the end. It's not. <laughs> Um, Lots of modifications to this has come, like, you know, from the U.S. and Mexico and Arizona. Like, all over, people have made different versions of this. And then in Arizona, they started deep frying them and calling them chimichangas. Ooh. Lots of things have happened to the burrito. The word burrito means little donkey in Spanish. The diminutive form of bur- bur- burro. Yeah. <laughs> wow. My... I'm also having screen issues. Um, The name burrito, as applied to the dish, derives from the tendency for burritos to contain a lot of different little things similar to how a donkey would carry it. I love
0: that. I love a good burrito. And as a side note, you can add ito or ita to the end of a lot of words and make them small. So instead of la abuela, we could say,
2: I la abuelita. And it's like a little grandma. Well, burro felt so weird to say without ito at the end. Right?
0: Un burro and then a burrito. Love them all. All right. Well, thank you, Judy. And guys, it is homework time. La Tarea, our challenge. And because it is Tuesday, it is Taki Tuesday. Our winner, you will be getting your Takis shortly. Don't you worry. Uh, But our media assignment, before we even get to the Taki Tuesdays, Michael, this is what I would love for you to do. Mm -hmm. as our media assignment i want you to document yourself eating mexican or tex-mex food this week or if you make a meal at home what i would love for you to do is take a picture of it and this ties to the speaking assignment the speaking assignment is going to be describe what you're eating tell us about what you're eating or the restaurant you're at in spanish in spanish so we will pick our favorite video or picture with an audio clip of food that somebody has made or gone out to eat and the description that they attach with it sound good sounds
1: yeah it sounds great
0: that's great support a local business or support your local own kitchen by enjoying some delicious food and guys don't forget you can always follow us on instagram at ifailedspanish as we continue to progress through this series, we are going to keep doing a lot of these exciting, interactive projects and challenges. If you have not, join our email list. That link is in the bio on Instagram at I failed Spanish. And honestly, if you didn't fail Spanish, that's okay. Stay with us on this exciting journey. Hasta luego y...
1: Adios.
0: Ayuda is produced by Rock Rising. Follow us on Instagram at IfailedSpanish to learn along with us. Adios. Hasta luego. Hasta pronto. Hasta mañana. Chao.